It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time to spotlight the AFC now that we have 12 weeks of the season in the books. We're going to talk about the risers, the fallers, and the case for who should be at the top of this conference today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, um, trust you enjoyed Hard Knocks last night? Oh, yeah. I went to sleep at 9 o'clock, so <laughs> unless it was in yeah. my dreams, I didn't watch it. We are going to check in every week. I know the answer is going to be the same, but the yeah. bit's going to be a bit now. Just warning, oh, warning you up Yeah, sure people won't be. Wednesdays, that'll be the reason they push play on draft dudes. So right? let's, let's, see, let's see if something's it, different was a very unfortunate episode because it was the Jalen Phillips became like the main character of episode two. And obviously we know how that that game ended for Jalen Phillips and, and the, the torn Achilles for him, just the latest victim of the uh, MetLife turf. But uh, it's tough to watch knowing what was coming at the end of the episode for sure. Understandable, but the Dolphins still very high up on my AFC oh, good power. Segue, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Good segue. Didn't know how we were gonna get out of it, so I, I figured we'd just get to it. Um let's let's here's here's how we're gonna attack this. We're gonna tell you how we stack up the conference. And then there's some really compelling conversation points. I think the first one being who is number two, and then the biggest risers and fallers. And Kyle, I have a team, and this is unbelievable. I have a team that climbed eight spots. I have a team that fell five spots. And so uh, getting into that should be pretty fun. But here's my list. Ready for my list? This is how I stack it up. Presented without analysis, of course. This is just the order. Number one, the Chiefs. Number two, the Ravens. Number three, the Dolphins. Number four, the Jaguars. Okay. Number five, Houston Texans. Six, Six, Denver. Seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eight, Cleveland Browns. 9, the Bills, 10, the Colts, 11, the Chargers, 12, the Bengals, 
13 Titans, 14 Raiders, 15 Jets, 16 Patriots. Okay. Yeah, Kyle's doing some administrative. Yeah, stuff. I am out, literally out in the like, keys. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. I think <laughs> the only thing, who, who's 11? The Chargers? Chargers. Okay. So we're, we're good. Um, my list. Yep. Similar dramatic upheaval within the center of this list. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, was glad to know that I wasn't the only one that didn't change my top four, which is our division leaders. And that's that's kind of where this conversation will, will start for today's show. Kansas City one, Miami two, Baltimore three, Jacksonville four. Also have the Houston Texans five. Also have the Denver Broncos six. Wow. Okay. I have the. What's that? I said okay. I didn't. I didn't know where were, we were going to fall there. I were you worried about it? Worried's not the right word. Curious is probably better. I have the Cleveland Browns seven. Okay. The Buffalo Bills eight. The Indianapolis Colts nine. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 10. The Las Vegas Raiders, 11. The LA Chargers, 12. The New York Jets, 13. The Cincinnati Bengals, 14. The Tennessee Titans, 15. The New England Patriots, 16. Okay. So a lot of similarities, but a few little differences here. Idiosyncrasies between the two lists, yeah. Let's talk about this battle for number two. I think Kansas City, number one, um, are they a flawless team? Absolutely not, but they're number one. I think they... do. They're tied. All these teams are eight and three, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Baltimore's nine and three because they played it. At, they okay. did their buys this week, I believe. Right. They all have three losses, though. That's the point. Yes. Okay. Everyone's three losses. But Kansas City Super Bowl champions, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, you get to be number one. I sat there and I'm doing this this morning and I'm trying to figure out who's going to be number two Ravens, Dolphins, Jaguars. I think they all have cases. So I sat there and I'm looking at all these teams. And what I wound up doing, because I really couldn't like feel convicted about who to stack there, was I just kept it the same. Like I just like, okay, this is how I felt about this two weeks ago when we did it. I'm not changing anything. But I reasonably think you can point to any one of those three teams and say they're number two. And so I'm curious, like, do you have convictions? I know you have Miami at number two, and I think that they're deserving. Like, you're not going to get any pushback from me from any one of those three teams. But, like, do you feel better convictions about the order here than me? Because I think they're very, very close. No, and it's it's what's nice is you're going to get a lot of clarity because Baltimore plays both of the other two teams in this conversation. Yep, that's they true. They get Jacksonville in a couple weeks, and then week 17, they, they get the Dolphins. So... All we're missing is Miami and Jacksonville playing, and you get the full round-robin tournament between all of these teams. You don't have that one on the schedule, but um, I think about the injuries and I think the the av- close availability to health. I think Jacksonville's probably the team that hasn't lost an X-Factor player yet. Yeah, it's true. Right, when you consider Baltimore, Mark Andrews, Probably like that sounds like if he does return, it would be like a deep postseason run type of return. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Phillips, his absence as of Friday, Black Friday, he's done for the year definitively. That hurts both of those teams. Now, I think there's ways that you can circumvent them. I feel better about Miami's ability to circumvent the loss of Jalen Phillips with the rest of their defensive line and Andrew Van Ginkle as the player that's stepping into that role. And we saw what that looked like in the first month of the season when Jalen Phillips was dealing with the back injury that he dealt with early in the year versus Josh Oliver 
or Isaiah likely, excuse me, yeah. being the the tight end that steps into that role and then leaning on the wide receivers with the durability questions that the wide receivers have. It's just for me, like it came down to Jacksonville, I think is probably the least impressive resume. They also have the easiest path of the three remaining teams, but Miami, I think they can circumvent their issue or their, their personnel loss easier than Baltimore can circumvent theirs. Yeah. I think for Miami, of course, leaning into Van Ginkle, who's a player that I, I always seem to enjoy every time I watch him play. But I think the maybe even bigger than having him in your back pocket is a healthy secondary, right? And having Ramsey back there, that's going to help the front. Uh, Baltimore, I have at two. And let me tell you, nervous as I could possibly be about that, because I think their bye week comes at an absolutely perfect time because their next game is the Rams. That's your get right game. And then it's Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins at Jacksonville and at San Francisco. Like you are going to sink or swim throughout that stretch. We're going to really find out if you're a true contender through that gauntlet of games, then you close with the division game against Pittsburgh. Uh, and so their, their, their schedule's tough. I know that Miami, once they get through commanders in Tennessee, it's, it's Dallas, Baltimore and Buffalo to close. Right. So they got a tough mm-hmm. finish as well. Uh, and so, like you mentioned, like Jacksonville kind of has that clearest path and they also are the team that's been hot right they're they're eight and three uh right now and you know they finished on a heater last year right they they i'm gonna pull it up right now six six and one down the stretch yeah so from week 12 on they went one two three four five six seven eight they won eight of nine before losing to the chiefs in the playoffs so so 16 Uh, and four in their last 20 games yeah they've been they've been an, an absolute tear and i think that's you know finding their winning formula i don't think that they play their best football every week but they certainly find ways to win um, and so their staying power here, I mean, like when it's all said and done, they could be the two seed based on their ability to kind of go on this run, but also the path, right? The path is pretty favorable for Jacksonville the rest of the way. I think if, I think if you were to look predictively at who the two seed will be, I'd probably pick Jacksonville. Yeah. Just based off the schedule. Now they lost head to head to Kansas city. So they, they would have to have Kansas city yeah. really lose some footing that I don't know is going to happen. Right. I just look at what Kansas City has. That Cincinnati game doesn't look as imposing as it once did. Yeah. Obviously, without Joe Burrow. Um, Buffalo next week, I think, is a really big game for the conference picture, not just for yeah. the Bills and their playoff hopes. Yeah. Bills off the bye, too. Yeah. Bills off the bye. Yeah. So Kansas City's lucky. They are not lucky, but Kansas City's fortunate to draw them at home. Yeah. But nevertheless, the, the Buffalo have an extra week of rest off the loss that they took against Philadelphia yeah. at six and six. So, you know, it's do or die time for, for Buffalo. Yeah, Bills have won in Kansas City the last two years. That'll be a big one for them if they're going to have a chance the rest of the way. We're going to talk stock up, stock down here in just a moment. But, folks, I got to tell you about DoorDash. I love it. The convenience is simply unmatched. We are all busy, right? We're all trying to figure out when we're going to get to the grocery store, what we're going to eat for dinner. Well, DoorDash can handle those things for you. They'll bring you groceries right to your front door. They'll bring you uh, food from your favorite local restaurants right from your front door. Kyle, I did it again. I ordered food from the sto- from the smoke pick Big last surprise. night. Got smoked wings and I got smoked sausage. And they have this um, South Carolina mustard hot uh, sauce that I, I just can't shake right now. It is unbelievable. So I love ordering that from DoorDash. They'll also bring you you know, something from the convenience store. Let's say you just need a snack, right? You want a Gatorade and a Milky Way, something like that. They'll bring it to you. The uh, The convenience is unbelievable we got a deal for you here get 50 percent off up to a 10 dollar value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the doordash app and enter code locked 23 subject to change terms apply again don't forget to use code locked 23 for 50 percent off up to a 10 dollar value 
and your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Folks, you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is incredible. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. It's just you against numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less of their projected stats, and you place your entry. And it's not just for football. Like You can cross-pollinate here. Like You can pick uh, basketball, hockey, football. You can layer this all together and really show off your sports knowledge across all sports so check it out it doesn't take long to make an entry you can do it under a minute and then when you win the withdrawals are super super quick so go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 again that's prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy so we have risers we have fallers we'll talk yeah. risers first stock up in this conference and uh, you said the Broncos went up how many spots? I had them down up eight spots for you from uh, what we did in week 11. Eight. Yeah. Half the conference. Up eight. <laughs> I'm up yeah. six since we last did it week 11. So you got to start with the Broncos. They're the hottest team in football. And, and look, I am concerned about their formula. I am very concerned about their formula. I don't think they're an efficient offense. I think Russ Wilson is a fundamentally flawed quarterback. I don't think that they're going to get the turnovers all the time, but man, they are right now. And dude, they are stacking wins against good teams. Green Bay is yeah. the first win. Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, Browns. Those are all like winning teams, playoff teams right now. I mean, not the Bills, but we I'm certainly the Bills are capable as anyone in the entire NFL. Like they're, they are beating good teams. They're taking away the football and um, finding a way and, like at some point you have to acknowledge that. And they started so bad, so bad. And so that's, that's what contributes to the rise. I mean, a one in four start where defensively you're a disaster um, and you know, you're not getting the same magic offensively situationally. Now you are, and you're beating good teams and you've positioned yourself quite well with some big tiebreakers that you now have over the Browns. You have the tiebreaker over the bills. Like I got to put a little respect on them. Yep. There's no way. And, We'll find out because their next three are on the road, right? So th- this is where – is this Cinderella story really going to be a Cinderella story? Because they're at Houston, at Chargers, at Lions, their next three. So they get a tough block. Now, they've had a tough block, and they've won these games. So I think that's that's where you feel good about it. But uh, the only game that they played that was on the road in this winning stretch was Buffalo, <laughs> and Buffalo had 12 men on the field for a missed field goal that could have lost them the game. You're welcome. So shout out Maui. We, we talked about the turnovers with this this team. They now have 15 turnovers in the last five. They got another three turnovers, knocked DTR out of the game. So you you don't take anything away from them, right? Right. But right. it is is you talk about the sustainability of it. I think that they're they're fourth in the league in turnover differential this thus far this season. They're 23rd in point differential and they're 30th in yards differential. And I understand they started real bad. <laughs> they gave up 750 yards and 70 yeah. points to the Dolphins a week. Heard about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you understand that's going to skew yeah. the metrics, big picture. But uh, you do just wonder, and, and the one thing that you do know that will be good, Russ ain't going to turn the ball over a ton. He won't do it. Because he, he's yeah. not going to throw it. Yeah, he he'll won't run do around, it. He'll take sacks. He'll throw it away. You might have a lot of three and outs. You might have a lot of drives that come up empty-handed. He's not going to give you a lot of short fields. 
right. because he's not going to turn he's not going to throw it and and yeah. turn the ball over. But he does have that one magical touchdown every game where he just pulls a rabbit out and they score. But dude, right. like three or more turnovers or three or more takeaways in four straight. Yeah. Like you're going to win games like that. It's again, right. the formula not sustainable. But for today and the tiebreakers that they continue to gain, I mean, right. he, they get another one over Houston. Yeah, this if, they week? Be, if they beat Houston and turn over Stroud a, a couple of times, <laughs> and, <laughs> he's going to say you're shake and, your head and be like, and man, listen, like, I am not taking anything away from CJ Stroud. I think he's been unbelievable. But that dude will put the ball out there and and there's there's plenty of chances to to take it away. Like he's I know that he went on a big stretch of like not turning over the ball over, but it wasn't because he didn't try not to, right? Like a very different player than Russell Wilson. Right. But yeah, right. I mean, huge AFC game this week with uh, Denver going to Houston. So that's um, that's our biggest riser. My next biggest riser, Colts and Raiders at two apiece. Two spots up from, from two weeks ago when we last did it. Your next biggest riser, uh, you have Colts and Titans up two a t- piece. Jacksonville's up two. Yeah. So yeah, not not a lot of mo- – the, the story is the Broncos, really. hundred dial it down. hundred million percent. And, like, like, if we can go a little bit further into it, I really enjoy kind of the makeup of their defense. And, like, they said goodbye to Randy Gregory and they said goodbye to Frank Clark, which are peculiar in, in-season decisions. But, like, being able to lean into some of their younger talent off the edge and Baron Browning and Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper has been fun. Zach Allen has really turned it on for them as an interior presence. I think they have stable linebackers and Jewel and Singleton, not like dynamic guys, high, but like floor, high floor not, players. Yeah, not going to beat you, right? And then Pat Sertain's like one of the best young corners in the entire league. Big switch that they made, getting Damari Mathis out of the lineup, putting Fabian Morrow in. Yeah, this corner, this slot corner yeah. they got out of ECU, Ben is it McMillan, Jaquan McMillan. Yeah. Dude's been an absolute stud for them. Fun player. In, in, the, in the slot. So, like, they're finding answers here. Not to mention offensively, who's that running back they got out of uh, Youngstown State from Notre Dame? Uh, oh, um, Jaleel. Is it Jaleel? Uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yeah. Like, he's been a spark plug for him. Cortland Sutton's producing. Like, they don't even have Greg Dulcich. And I think there's some issues on the offensive line in terms of, like, maybe some overpaid players. But it's just kind of working right now. And got a head, a head coach in Sean Payton. Like, some of the things that we've clowned this team for, kind of working. Kind of working. Well, that's why the, the 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 full season sample size is really important. You play them right? all. Yeah. You play them all, and they all count for 117th, and then you circle <laughs> back and you look at the full picture. And I think it's really helpful, and it's so easy to follow up and be prisoners in the moment, and I don't think we're being prisoners in the moment with where we have the Broncos ranked. Because you talk about those young yeah. players, those young spark players, like – Jonathan Cooper's got five and a half sacks. Nick's been, Nick Benito's got seven. Yeah, they're good players. And Browning's well, been hurt, but he's been really impactful. Right. And, and you you saw the breakout from him last year when he was available, and then he gets hurt again for a little bit this year. But when he's on the field, they they got a type. Yeah. Their edge rusher group is a type, and it's a really effective type right now. And some of that's because of you talked about Zach Allen and DJ Jones and DJ how Jones, those yep. guys are right. Yeah, so you can player. you can eat up bodies in on the interior, but but like DJ Jones can still get it and get into a gap a little bit if he has to. Yeah, I think what Lloyd Cushenberry is giving them at center, what Quinn Miners is giving them at guard, bowls at left tackle. I've those, always thought they were a high floor offensive line. 
Yeah, you, you, you don't necessarily know what the ceiling is with that group, but like sure. the floor of Cushionberry, yeah. the floor of Miners, the floor of McGlinchey. Now you don't love what they paid for the floor of Ben Powers and the floor of Mike exactly, McGlinchey. exactly, and that's what we've we've criticized them for. But you know, the the collective unit of five has really meshed. And again, when you don't turn the ball over, yeah, and you've gotten a little bit of life from Javante Williams, it's it's not overly impactful or efficient, I should say, touches. Yeah. He is on Peyton Barber watch. I don't know if you knew that or not. We got a few guys. It'll be a fun thing to reflect on at the end of the year. We got to let you know, it all play out, right? We we Josh Jacobs is over a thousand yards already, but he's at four point one yards per touch. Yeah, that big run against Kansas City last week was huge. Yes, because he <laughs> now he got the it was what, a sixty yard touchdown run. He had like one hundred twenty five yards offense that put him over a thousand for the season. But like he he's gonna be close. Uh, Javante Williams may be close when it's all said and done. He, he's averaging four <laughs> yards per touch on 166 touches thus far this season. If you're not familiar with the Peyton Barber watch, it's 250 touches and under four yards per touch. That's the, the football running back equivalent of the Mendoza line in baseball. That we've made up here on the show. we've completely made up on our own bit. Stock down coming up here in just a moment, Kyle. I got a team that's dropped four spots. I got another that dropped five spots. So looking forward to talking about that. Stick with us. But look, when you are... Hiring for your small business, you want to make sure that you have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy, and they also just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Full transparency. Mm-hmm. The last time we did AFC conference rankings, Joe Burrow existed in the 2023 season. Perfect. He's no longer yeah. part of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati yeah. Bengals for the rest of this year. You saw Jake Browning, uh, Cincinnati tough defensive effort in spite of giving up 400 yards against the Steelers. Um, but Cincinnati only scratched out 10 points and they're my biggest follower. They fell seven spots, Joe. It's Ooh. a little different story when you're yeah. climbing out of a an early season hole and get back to 500 and beat Buffalo and kind of create this narrative that you're, you're able to get back into the wild card race and then you lose on a short week and lose Joe Burrow for the rest of the season. Down. They're, they're down to 14th for me. They were 7th in the previous iteration. Uh, they were 7th for you the previous week. Uh, when we did it in week 11, they're 12th for you. That is our biggest fall. Yeah, my, five spots for me. Um, like, I get it. Joe Burrow's not there. That's a huge problem. 
Um, but like the defense too, the defense has not been good this year. They're second worst in total defense this year in the entire NFL. They're 19th in scoring defense. And that's a problem, right? Like they're, they can't lean on that. Like you'd love to, if you're Cincy, you'd love to be able to lean on Joe Mixon. You love to can't lean, run the ball. Yeah. Well, and you'd you like to lean on an offensive right. line that you have a lot invested in, right? Like I know it's not been good, but let's not act like they didn't pay Brown and they didn't draft Jonah Williams in the first round. And you know, they paid Alex Kappa. They, Ted Karras is their serviceable guy. Like they've tried. And right now they can't lean into those other elements without Joe Burrow. And, you know, Joe Burrow, even himself this year has not been Joe Burrow. Time out. Say yeah, time out. Yeah. Uh, the Bills game, the only game after the bye, which was week seven, in which the Bengals defense has given up less than 400 yards of offense. 544 to Houston, 405 to Baltimore, and 421 to Pittsburgh. And then 460 in the 49ers in week eight. Get ready for get ready for Jackson. Jacksonville's coming up next. Yeah, I hope you got Kirk and and Ridley and Etn and Ingram in the fan. The fan yeah, and the listen, and squad. they told us all. Bengals fans told us all off season long that that losing Bates and Von Bell was not going to be a problem. Then Dax Hill and Nick Scott were going to be fine. I don't think Nick Scott's a very famous, uh, f- popular guy right now in Cincinnati. Yeah. Now I like the value of that contract, but the the performance has not been there. And you drafted Jordan Battle. I yeah, think he's been getting run. Yeah, he's been getting and, run. And too. He's been getting run. Yeah, uh, because they they needed him to. But yeah. this feels like the first time that Cincinnati's trying to stay ahead of personnel departures, which has kind of been their draft strategy the last few years. Yeah, uh, didn't bail them out. I don't say bail them out, but like it hasn't manifested. Like Dax Hill can't do everything on the back end of this defense, but the the difference from Jesse Bates and Von Bell to what they have at safety is is huge. Yep. especially for a defensive coordinator who likes to run exotics. Right. They were very multiple defense, right? Like you're asking a lot. There's a lot on the plates of those players. So in hindsight, when we do the autopsy on this season for Cincinnati, that'll probably be a really big part of the discussion. I like that you call it the autopsy. That's like, that's kind of a fun way to put it. Well, I think we should do that with all the teams. Right, right. But I've never, like, to put it that way, to, is like, we do, yeah. So we, we do Levy Grails. <laughs> Why let's did you do, die? <laughs> let's, let's do postmortems too, right? Like, First half happened? of the show is what the Levy Grail. Happened? Yeah. And who's playing? <laughs> right. And then pivot into like, okay, this is why you should be happy. Uh, my other big faller, I had five spots down for Cincy. You said you had six. They're down six for you? Seven? Uh, they were down seven spots for me. They went from seven to 14. Uh, my other one's the Jets. Uh, they fall to 15. Uh, they're down minus four. And, and there was a point, they were like four and three, and they beat uh, the Broncos, Eagles, and Giants. And you're like, okay, maybe they can play scrappy defense. Zach Wilson, don't be terrible, and you have a chance. But, dude, like they've dropped four in a row. Uh, they haven't really looked competitive outside of that Raiders game, which was what O'Connell was like. Aiden O'Connell against that defense, it wasn't good. And like you, you gave them some credit. The Jets, like, oh, you beat Buffalo, you played Kansas City close, you mm-hmm. beat the Eagles, right? You kind of like we're buying in a little bit, nah, dude. Like disastrous situation there with the offensive side of the football, injuries to the O line. You don't have a meaningful player on your offensive skill group outside of Garrett Wilson, and now you're leaning into oh, Tim. Where you slander Brees Hall? We yeah, were told I, Brees Hall was the second yeah. coming. Yeah, I got to get the grimy three. I thought Robert Saleh said it himself perfectly. Tim Boyle, like, dude, Tim Boyle has never been a good, like, I don't know how this guy has a job in the NFL. His college production doesn't say that he should be here, but he is. 
And dude, like, have you taken the time to like have the inventory of starting quarterbacks across the NFL like recently? And we got Tim Boyle out there. We got Josh Dobbs. We've got uh, Jake Browning. I mean, this is just insane across the league. Like, who is starting games? Aiden, o- Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, right? Uh, you know what my favorite. You know what my favorite quarterback twenty twenty three quarterback statistic is. There are multiple undrafted free agent quarterbacks with more wins than the number one overall pick. F- favorite's a strong word there, Kyle. Favorite. Yeah, DeVito. It's, incre- it's incredible to stop and think about. Tyson yeah. Bajan has two wins as a starting quarterback Jeez. in Chicago. Yeah. Versus Bryce Young has started this entire season minus, what, one game with Andy Dalton? Yeah, offensive offense looked good that game. Of the season. <laughs> in Seattle, yeah. And then... Um, O'Connell? Was he drafted? You know, Aiden O'Connell was drafted. DeVito wasn't. Tommy DeVito has multiple wins as a starting quarterback as an undrafted free agent. Oh, granted, you got six turnovers against the Commanders in one of them. So you tip your cap there, but everybody was heaping the praises. He threw, what, three touchdowns in that game? Dude, they threw some dimes, bro. Dimes in that game. Yeah. I mean, he had like a DeVito flowers yesterday. We don't need to do it all over again. But yes, to to your point, the the quarterback situation, somehow New England hasn't found a way to start a different quarterback yet in the midst of all this quarterback upheaval this season. Just play Will Greer, right? He's practice squad. He's back on the practice squad. Like low key. And I'm not high on Will Greer, like at all. I probably had the highest grade on Will Greer between him, Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones coming out. I can, I I know for a fact that's true for me. (laughs) Play him. I mean, you want to talk about just like a disaster in terms of pocket management and like consistency, but like he can throw a deep ball. Like, I don't know. There's a little swag about him. Like, what do you, Mac Jones, what it would do? Rex called him. Did he call him pea shooter Jones? Yeah. <laughs> we can't, you can't take non tools quarterbacks like that. Like you, what are you doing in the fourth round? No less. First round. Pea shooter oh, Jones. You're, you're talking Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mac. Yeah. 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 Bailey Zappy, whatever mid round pick. That's fine. Like I'm not going to crap on that he's limited so i mean so is brock brock Purdy's limited and, he and I, I never understood that the i know you already went in on mac jones already was it this week or was it the end of last week sometime week recently monday. Yeah. yeah monday right yeah and not understanding like the 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 discussion like it never felt like the discussion with mac jones was authentic on what he actually had on tape yeah they talked about his arm strength mac jones never had a good arm Dude, they said Mac, he was like Mac the greatest processor off. in the history of quarterbacks coming Mac out. Mac Jones fell off the mound against pressure, and the ball died consistently. Yeah, and you're talking about him hitting drive throws and having a big arm, and because why? Because he throws bucket shot nine balls down the field. Don't care about to it. Right. Jamison Williams and lets yeah. him run underneath it. Yeah. Like, there's, is is there a less translatable throw to evaluate in college football than the one that goes on at the top of everybody's highlight reel, right. which is a bucket shot nine ball? We all got honey potted by David Fells. We learned our lesson and moved on. Or who was right. that? Keith Wenning at, at friggin'. He got me. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, me. the nine route, amazing. So much more. Like, what, what do you run? You throw that, like, 1% of the time? And, and again, and again, this, this gets into, we've, we've alluded to this conversation that I want to have it and really dedicate some time to at some point. Is there a least translatable ball right now with the way defense are playing in the don't NFL? Even see it. You don't even see it. Well, you except don't, for you don't throw two, nine two at a Tyreek. Two at a Tyreek. But nobody else has Tyreek. Right? Right. The, you'll, you'll, they'll get up to the line of scrimmage and they literally wait for you to rotate to middle of the field, close coverage, and they have a hand signal Bye. and they just call it. Bye. And 
he inside releases, inside releases, inside releases all game long. And they see the safety roll down and they give the hand signal and he outside releases and he runs right by it. Yeah, and that's only, it. It's the only one. It's the only team doing it, right? Like, I don't see it. I don't see it. So they don't give you the looks to do it. Right. So there, there's like an evaluation. Yeah, it's a good point. Readjustment that a lot of people, including us, have to make and be cognizant of when evaluating these these college quarterbacks moving forward and, and what traits we need to covet based on the, the direction of the league defensively. Chamber's empty. I'm good here. Um, yeah, because we talked about the Jets. I didn't have another team that was down more than two spots. It was yeah, the Bengals was the big five and, the last five and four for me. Right, five and four. You also yeah. had the Browns down four spots. Did I really? They were four in week 11. And then Watson, we, they lost Watson that week. Oh, yeah. And I then mean, waning, waning confidence as you're down quarterbacks. Right. And, right. But yeah. DTR is another quarterback. We didn't even mention about his quarterbacks. Dude, that are absolutely insane. The quarterbacks that are starting across the league right now. So that's going to do it for us. We're on Locked On NFL Scouting with Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We're out of here. We'll be back again tomorrow for more NFL coverage. So come on back and see us then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.